This meeting is being recorded. Yeah, that's a good DP. All right, guys, welcome to uh, the new edition of the pod, Sans Threes. We brought in uh, two new co-hosts, Luch and Crouton. Not new to the pod, they've been on before. Two top collectors, giving you guys the rundown of their differing strategies, and we'll kind of recap what's going on in the grotto this week. So, welcome, guys. Threesomes left for beer and cigarettes is the new podcast. Never came back. Never came back. I think he'll be back. I, no, no. So that I, that that immediately led into my first question, and both of you on this: How long can he stay away before he's like, "Oh yeah, I just wanted to pop in for a minute, one week." He Two called weeks. me before this. I thought he was calling to get the link because yeah. he wanted to hop on. <laughs> I mean, is it gonna? Is he gonna go with just like the gimmick in three weeks? I, what's our over under here? I mean, I'm gonna set over under at two. Who's over? Who's under? Under two. I'll take you. I'll take the over. We'll, we'll have some fun with that. And we'll set like the line that. at two and a half. We'll, we'll employ Ratro style. It's and that's two and an a half. extremely, yeah, conservative over under. But, oh, good. That's my uh, timer telling me to get on this podcast that I <laughs> snooze for instead of turning off. Good job. I like that. I'll, I'll toss an orange in there on the under two not. and a half. Yeah, I will reset the line if we're actually bidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oranges are uh, precious these days. Do, uh, yeah. It's – we, we – uh, we can't. Okay, so uh, that's a funny thing. Like coming into it, if we had a new person here today and he just heard the line "oranges are precious" and stuff, if you had someone drop it in and this is their first podcast, what are you telling them to stop and do now? Go so watch the Godfather. So, as we introduce this, or as we introduce like madness and stuff like that, or are you giving them a redirect to like another part of the project? Yeah, there. I mean, if you don't know what oranges are, there's definitely um, a complete history lesson on oranges. So go find that podcast episode. I'm not going to do that research for you and tell you which one it is. It's right there in the title. So not only for- oranges. I'm just saying, like week to week, I wonder, like if you're brand new, where are you headed? Oh, oh. Uh, I think what we do when people enter the grotto, kind of send them to uh, episode 25, episode 33, episode 31. I think 18 is a good one. Start with those four and. Learn from there, I guess. Luis, Luis, do you mean what you direct them to buy? Is that what your question was? No, no, no. Uh, not yet. Not not to that okay. point. But just like, ah. I found this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're about to start talking, you know, inside sure. pool. Before they get, like, overwhelmed and say, like, well, screw this. Like, this is too much. Where would you say, like, hey, you can listen, but go here first? Absolutely. I think Kitch nailed that. I think those... Those those beginning pods that uh, you know we always kick out there for people to to try on are really really good jumping off points for someone who's new to the project or wants to learn more. And then of course always the bleachers. You know there are so many really fantastic people that are happy to help twenty four seven. We've got uh, every yeah, hour. Grotto in like the Spotify links and stuff like that is the Discord link there. Oh yeah, definitely. And I would say um, if you're new to the project altogether and have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, start with that Creato Ranch uh, interview with Threesomes on YouTube. I mean, just search for Creato Ranch and Threesomes. Yeah. That's was like, yeah, download Creato Ranch and, you know, vibe with it. Um, just vibe with Creato Ranch. You'll figure it out. Now that we got that out of the way, we can get a little more inside pool, right? Like, I just wanted to say, like, you always got to you always got to consider stuff like this, like what if this is someone's baseline or just getting started or whatever 
Yeah, and I would say this is probably the start of season two of the podcast. I think we'll go ahead and do it one week short. Unfortunately, threes couldn't quite get his numerology to line up, but we'll do one week short of a full year and we'll start season two. Stuff. But do we what's our cursing guideline on this pod? We can say whatever the fuck we want. I'm not gonna like just do it for the sake of it, but I'm just, you know, like want to make sure like you can say gratuitous. whatever you want. Yeah, just gratuitous yeah. profanity. Right. That's what that's what we're seeking. I click uh, the explicit button every time I, I do a pod, and I don't count the words or anything, but I would imagine they're all explicit. I do have to apologize for my voice today. It's a little lacking. Uh, Wednesday night, I got to see, for the first time ever, the Micro Wrestling Federation come through the town. No wrestler is over five foot tall in that group. Okay, I was going to ask if the Federation was small or if the wrestlers were small, yeah. so good to know. Yeah, so yeah, the, the guideline is you have to be under five foot to be a micro wrestler. Um, and uh, it was a pretty rowdy crowd and a lot of yelling. They have an age, Mac, like a, a minimum to wrestle, or they got 10 year olds in there? Well, no, I mean, so state to state, you have actual guidelines on that. So typically, you'd have to be 18. Uh, a lot of states to just get away from threesomes for a second. Uh, you're you actually get licensed under the same guidelines as like MMA and boxing. So it's just, I mean, 18 is kind of across the board. Plus if you're a traveling organization, like they are, you don't really want like a 12 year old short kid on the road with some 36 year old four foot six dudes. Yeah. This isn't PT Barnum. So, so anyway, that's why my throat's a little off today. And then well, it, it sounds sexy. I think uh, people that are looking for that threesome silkiness can find that in Looch today. I agree. Um, and then I was up all night watching the uh, Paris space uh, exploit and trying to wonder if my money was gone and stuff like that. So, you know, never rest in crypto. There was six million dollars like taken, but it was front run by like a white hat group that because the hacker couldn't afford the gas on his contract. And the space is just so ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> I love like the pettiness. Google sheet collecting and threesomes. Well, I think that's a nice tie into madness. Let's talk yeah. about let's talk about madness. So uh let's see. Where should we begin? Should we talk about auto bids and paying for hits on the wheel? Uh first off, what is the the whole madness thingamajig and what's the history? Like a brief 60 sure. second intro on madness in the project. I'll take a cut at it. Um so we love a spectacle here in the grotto. So Mars Madness is one of those that we just love to celebrate. We do that with wheels, of course. We assign each of the 64 teams two players in the grotto. And then once the wheel has decided, then the college players take over. And you know, the outcomes of those games dictate who advances on to the next round. We can get into whether winners are losers or losers are winners. It's mm -hmm. a really interesting discussion there. Uh, and yeah, we just had a lot of fun with it. And the tokens have all sorts of utility as we saw last year. We use them any number of ways. That's also something we should talk about uh, as it relates to figuring out maybe what you want to do this year. So how's that? Perfect. So last year, just to kind of give a little more framework around there, the tokens and the brackets like and again i'm painting the picture real quick for just like if this is your first time right 
and and kind of do and there is probably a whole pod around this event right but the real quick was cubes that were low effort cubes that were reminiscent of a certain uh artist or collective of artists or whatever in the world pack is uh low effort animals which of course i mean have to at least match the effort of the original in that sense of the v friends being three friends and then the heart cubes which i think are an ongoing picture i don't know if we've cracked the code on that in some way that i haven't uh, I think there seems to be more of a narrative happening there, a, a larger collage that will come together at some point. But those were, you know, if we just did 64, there'd be a lot of people left out. Uh, this year added another color tier, bringing in another set of holdings. So uh, qualified based on some holdings and some wheel luck. Uh, I wasn't available. Sundays are never good for me watching a wheel. I was really hoping hoping that the wheel hits were not or the holder hits were not presented with the wheel hits. When I came back and saw pink, I only had three because I had three pink guarantees and getting shut out of the wheel. You know, it just it never gets easier on something like this because, you know, kind of what's at stake. Like you want, you know, I kind of I didn't joke with threes about this, but like just the idea of having me and crouton on for whatever length that we're going to be welcome here is like what's the strategy and it's like well you have to be insane and just get everything you want to hold you know like the first level of strategy is like oh yeah we'll just like uh forget anything else in life and buy everything right uh but no it's like you want every hit the dartboard or whatever you can get and there was some nice leveling obviously seen there where you know, there was the chance to get left out. Like there were two of them, two of the brackets where none of my holding or none of my wheels hit. I didn't hit on pink or orange. It was only my guarantees. And I don't know. How did how did you guys do on those? I whiffed completely on black. I had an auto bid. So thankfully I have some representation there, but I went 0 for 3. And, you know, well, I guess before we get into that, okay, so how'd you do? <laughs> I had one auto bid and then I hit on the girlfriend's wheel. So purple. Um, so I've only gotten, I only got two despite entering on all the wheels. I think there's a lot more people participating this year, which made it a little more difficult, even though the addition of uh, an additional bracket, um, you know, it's still very difficult. And I wasn't sure how many people were actually going to enter each one. So I was a little hesitant to do my max on each one. Cause I think by the end, I only had like, uh, this is a number off the top. Of my, I think I have nine participant tokens. Um, I wasn't looking forward to burning all of those, um, obviously. So for the two that I needed, I went out and just purchased them at the 150, 180 level and just did that plus the 50 Tez. I wasn't going to burn anything that I had, you know, previously. Right. Obviously, you can do that. It's a great utility play, but I just couldn't lose those participants because I have the full set. And I love them. Yeah. So let's talk about good. Go ahead, Luce. I'll just real quick. I want, I want to just throw out this observation real fast that kind of ties with Kitch just said. A lot of times, like I get 60% of what's happening until it starts to reveal. I think Kitch gets a hundred percent of it two months after it's explained on the pod. <laughs> uh, and I think Crouton usually see it coming. I felt so stupid, like backstopping a couple participants on secondary. 
when I once again heard this, like I, you know, he had mentioned the auctions, but I wasn't listening to the thing about the auctions. And I was like, man, I just bought two participants two days later. Like that was an auction hit. Like, and it's like, mm, it's pretty much close to that. And I don't know. Did you consider, did you see it ahead of time? Like, did you backstop any of yours? Cause you and I both, you know, participant tokens were something earned during the world cup event. Mm-hmm. Nobody, played as many many matches as myself and crouton so even though it still sucks the burnham we definitely had some participants but even then i just didn't want to be below certain metrics right it's always about playing and thinking forward so yeah so you could put in for three for every bracket except for the girlfriend bracket only girlfriend holders could do that and you could only put in for as many girlfriends as you hold so i had I only have two girlfriends. Only. And only. Just just a mere two. And uh, Luch has more than that, though, right? Luch's got... But you could only put in three max. It wasn't tied to... You couldn't You couldn't do four if you had four or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Then. Okay. All right. But, no uh, harems. There was, equal, there was equality in the world of the dating. I don't know. So, so I put in for three shots at... at hitting on each color wheel except for the girlfriend because i only had two girlfriends so i can only put in for two but so i did 14 entries i had two auto bids and i only got eight out of 14 of those uh hits so about 60 percent um i know that we had some people do a lot better and some people do a lot worse depending on how many they put in how did uh, how did you do uh Luch? So I'm holding 11, I bought one at auction, and four were guaranteed. So I got six hits. And did you put in three for of those 15? Okay. You know, so I only hit three across the other. Okay. Uh, two and one on the black and white, I think, was the... And actually, I made a trade somewhere along the line. So, okay. uh, But, I mean, it was it was a little bit of a downer coming in, but it was funny because, like, there's a trade I wish I could have gone ahead and done with FOMO uh, for a number of participants for an item, but I also didn't want to put myself in the weird thing. And I should have just, I should have done that deal on that end. And I also promised like, you know, there's when people cut, I don't know how you guys are, but there's like, I have like a certain allowance of, okay, I'll do this thing I wouldn't normally do. And there was someone who, you know, approach me about, you know, participant stuff. And I'm like, look, here's how you should do it. Like, you're definitely limited. Like, max out two brackets. Don't worry about the other ones because you're not going to be able to afford. And if you hit up to this amount, I'll make sure you have that number through something. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to F you over, even, but I don't want to make this trade ahead of time, you know, like, so I had that in the back of the mind and how many I thought I'd be spending. And so I was like, oh, I can't do this thing with FOMO. Mm, should have uh but like yeah it it definitely came out you know i thought i was going to be using like 16 or 18 you know but instead using 10 but i i do wish i'd save that those two secondary buys for auction stuff and that's something to you know consider a little bit more here is is some of the alternative options that are being presented as like entry points um, I know you guys talked about this a little last week, and honestly, I wanted to throw my phone a little 
uh, on the discussion about like paying inserts versus paying Tez. You know, Kish was like, no, 100%. Like, I'll save those inserts. And I'm like, man, and I don't know, Kroot's on your read on it. But, like, we've listened for, like, almost a year and a half of the, yo, use your utility. Here was your buy-in thing. Here's your thing. And then it was like, why do you use your utility? You should, like, look at the look at the value of these things. Like, you should have yeah. given me the Tez on that. You know, it's something I was like, yeah, I think that's selling inserts like that. I'm never going to market sell inserts. I have. It, I just bought Valentine's like, right. like this is the way this works. And I'm curious, like, what were your, like, I'm sure you listened to that and like curious how you saw that. Yeah. That so announcement versus that play. As it related to paying for your slots that you hit on the wheel, um, your options were you could either pay 50 Tez regardless of the color of the bracket, or you could pay uh, in inserts. So for the black wheel, it was 50 black duties or 25, Black Marlenas. Same with whites, but you know, white Judy's and white Marlenas. Uh, oranges, I believe it was three oranges. That's correct. Uh, and then Valentine's were 25, I'm sorry, 50, 50 of the uh, Gen 2s or 150, I believe, of the Gen 1s. Um, those have been pretty phased out. Um, I paid with all tests. And I don't think that anyone is necessarily incorrect for paying with inserts. Um, now, big caveat there is, I think you're doing it wrong if you bought them off secondary and then burn them. Um, that was discussed, and I think we all probably agree with that. That makes it right. doesn't really right. make a whole yeah, lot of sense. Forty-five Tez example versus the just pay it to the project. Sure, um, yeah, for those, sure. Those you need to like when we start to talk about the like us talking together about strategy, right? Like, take a breather, think about who your money's going to, think about why it's going where. Which is why I wish I would have thought more about the auction thing and buying per extra participants. But I still want, I just like the juice box kid and I don't want to run out of them. Like, I understand. They're, they're great paintings. Right. So I did, I did the 50 Tez on all of them. Um, like you, I'm not, I'm not going to be selling, I'm not very good at selling threesomes. And uh, I'm certainly not going to be bulk selling inserts or anything like that. Um, why did I do 50 Tez on each of them? Well, frankly, the way I saw it was that was the least expensive option. Um, all of them. And additionally, we get to pair a good friend threes. So I saw it as a win-win where, look, I can't buy 50 Valentines for 50 Tez. And if I get to give him you know, 50 Tez in the, in the process, that feels like a good, good outcome to me. So that was, that was what led to me paying for all of mine with Tez. But I understand that's expensive. I, I know that that isn't necessarily an option for everyone, particularly if you went hard on inserts. Um, so I, I don't I don't think you're doing it necessarily wrong if you are using inserts you bought from threes himself, but chasing secondary to play into burning of inserts is I think missing the mark. And so I would say as a person who's not playing at the level that you guys are with the pockets that you guys have, and maybe other collectors within the universe feel the same way. I bought as many Valentines as I could. Every time I go for inserts, I max out all the tests that I have. But then when it comes around for something like this, I might have built a little bit of Tez back up. And instead of burning through my limited amount of inserts that I did purchase at that price, I have the Tez now. I'll just pay three some more Tez and keep the inserts that I bought. And I think that was kind of where I was sitting as being like a, a middle tier player. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And that's where it comes into like the thing I said about myself is like the 
a lot of do first think later type things like i didn't really think about the tez buy option because i was like oh i got my shit let me just send it in and usually i do that too because i'm like i'll take the utility play every single day that means i don't have to pay anything else i just had the tez this time and wanted to keep my valentines and kind of i think they're worth more than what he was offering for the 50 tez you know i was like well that just makes more sense for me i I think out of all of them you pay you know the three penny or tez one right you pay the the you probably should have paid the Judy's as Tez like in a I could see oranges all day. We got those super cheap. I would have given three oranges. I just didn't hit on that wheel. That would have been easy for me. But if you, like, if you, yeah, if you were here, Valentine's are the only yeah, one where I think it made sense to like just go ahead and eat them. You know, I should have thought more. But I also, like I said, I also like there's some you know it's tax season is all i'll say you know like tez is tez is a little tighter i was trying to pull Raphael, blah 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 like but so like i didn't even consider it but like just curious about that the messaging like i i don't know if i'm the first to point it out but sometimes three says both things you know over the course of a year you know forgets you know or maybe like kind of messages it one way but i was also like you dummy why'd you do it this way it's like because you fucking said like 400 times to do it this way, right? Like That's fair. That's, that's, that's fair. I will say I was afraid to do the Tez option because I thought I'd get yelled at. So well, that's fair. your point, Luch. Like I was confused about which way I should do this. With the benefit of hindsight and having heard that discussion, I think it comes down to the statement of the best time to buy inserts is bulk at drop. The second time, best time to buy them would have been for one Tez each during this, which is essentially what you're doing. Right. It's like the thing about like, hey, if you hold this item when it's worth 10,000, every day you're making the decision to buy it again at 10,000 versus taking the 10,000, right? And yeah. so it really, when these options come back up as our role of saying like strategy-wise, take an extra minute, you know, maybe split like 10 of them. I didn't have 500 Tez to throw at this, but maybe I should have protected the Judy count a little more, you know, because as we got out of World Cup, as we did some other stuff, like that stuff's definitely the other thing, man. I see people trading white and black Judy's evenly. Mm. What are your thoughts on that, Luch? Because I believe we have. I don't think uh, they're even anymore. <laughs> Which uh, one is uh we burned one in a greater ratio than the other, right? Yeah, we black for dark grays. Yeah. Extra blacks are gone. And I mean there's still like it's not like it's like five to one or something, but I see those things where it's like, hey, I'm gonna do 50. Can you swap 50? And I'm like, you might want to think about that. Maybe you do like you don't like just do the exact math, but maybe it's a 60-50, you know, depending on who the person is, if you're buds or whatever. Just something just thrown in the ether just to not, as we've talked about the Valentines all having different values. So do Judy's. Like, There's not many inserts out there that you would say can be traded one-to-one at this point, right? Like most things should have some sort of juice on it. I, I don't have the numbers to say. I think I think a couple of them are still close enough, but I don't know. But it's worth doing your research and finding out before you just say, yeah, let's do that straight up. Like, do do a little bit of number crunching and see if it makes Curtain. sense. Cards on the table. You've obviously already chain, trained uh, chat GPT-4 to do these 
metrics for you. Yes. What's, what's the numbers? <laughs> the answer is four. The okay. answer is simply four. <laughs> that makes sense. You've heard it here first. But before we move on, hold on. I want to yeah. talk about uh, people have the option to burn a young threesies and reduce half of the cost. And they also have the opportunity to use an event token and burn half of the cost. You know, some people actually did that. So did they? I, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that, so one, I think that option to me, like, I mean, obviously, if it was your only way in. Well, I mean, that it never would be your only way in. I mean, first of all, hit the trading channel. Yeah. Or you could sell it. I mean, there are a million ways. You're, you're burning an event token for 25 Tez is what you're doing. Or you're burning a young threesies for, oh, that was, was it that, that one was a full cost. I can't remember. But either way, you wouldn't buy a young threesies of 03 for 50 Tez. You wouldn't buy an event token for 25 Tez. It's really no different than the insert conversation where you can't get, you can't get duties for one Tez anymore. So, you know, you really got to ask yourself, what it is you're doing and if you're about to burn that well maybe you want to hit the trading channel because you know crouton would trade you a little bit more than 25 tes for uh an event token so <laughs> keep that in mind yeah that blew me away especially gonna talk to threes every now and then about wording of stuff because it was like half the bracket cost so i would think like okay purples i burn an event all three purples would be but it was like no it's entry cost versus blah 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 it all got a little murky, so I don't know how that. Yeah, fair enough. If you were hitting on ten and you know cutting it in half with an event token, that's a different conversation. But this was very strictly, you know, would you like twenty five Tez off? Which I believe Tez was ninety cents at the time too. So I didn't realize people took that up. I would have been more adamant, but I, I did yeah. see you jump on the uh, thing of, like frantically about the like guys. Why are you burning newer participants? Just trade me one. We'll take right. Know. Yeah. That's a good point, though. Like when we see things like this for people that are in the middle or up in the higher levels of strategy, hit the trading channel and be like, listen, don't do that. Come to me. Like I'll figure something else out. There's always, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep this bag. Uh, like, what is it where I'm saying? Like not referencing mine specifically, but if anything, someone will happily trade you the thing that also works plus some inserts just to do it or something just to like save a piece. And honestly, if like you're going to use something and you want to burn it down and you like the idea of doing it, you do you like, you know, like there's, Absolutely. there's always that bit of like, sure. but have that be a like conscious pile on fire yeah. thing too. Like, fuck it, have right. fun. But right. But I'd like why? to say be a conscious, conscious decision instead of, well, this is the only participant I have. So I'm going to just fire that into the burn wallet. That's take an hour. I mean, throw it out yeah there. it's not that's it, a really compelling offer too um why wouldn't you know i we i saw a pizza party burn oh. any any participant would have worked at a pizza party burn and you know perhaps there was some very deep level strategy involved there but i'm gonna go ahead and chalk it up as not not really putting your not really not really putting your thinking cap on there uh, you took you took the convenient route is that burn you know it could just be a statement you know that one of every 39 pizzas are burnt and it's a national tragedy <laughs> maybe there's some commentary there yeah I, we've got a deep level of thinkers in the grotto so so sticking with strategy talking talking about young threesies so the seeds that you guys got right you, you're sitting on a good amount of tokens i'm sure they're varying levels of seeds right between one and 16 
Um, <laughs> Lucha's laughing at my seat is just so funny now. No, 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 it's not that. I'm I was in my head trying to debate whether or not we should go into the the token first before the seeds. Seeds, seed first. It's all good. Uh, all right. Yeah, and then we'll talk about the the actual tokens and why they're so special. But when it comes to how this tournament works, the losers in each round get put on a wheel to earn different young threesies from this series. What is you guys' strategies on, I mean, I don't know how much strategy there is. A lot of it's left up to madness, but you could do some trading. Depending on your seed numbers, are you shooting to win the whole thing? Are you hoping to win the whole thing? Are you hoping to lose a couple and get those young threesies along the way? Would you rather pick them up on secondary? Like, What are your thoughts on the different uh, rounds in the tournament and whether or not you're looking to win or lose them? Do we burn for young threesies again? Is will hit equal burn to win? I believe it is, unfortunately, yeah, because I would rather – I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. My strategy, I have two of them. I'd like to keep those tokens no matter what. I'm probably not – they're just so useful later on that I, I would rather keep what I have than burn for any reward. Did either of you hit last year on the madness stuff and have to decide between burn or keep? I did. I burned for um, a Cardinale, I believe, for one, maybe a, a black cube or something. How do you feel? The, about terrible. I wish I kept that black cube. I could have used it eight oh. other times for better things. Which Cardinale was it? Do you know? I think it was like a Jerry Bukic or whatever his name is. I love Jerry. That damn It's hat. a good card. It's a great card. They need more Jerry's. Uh, well, so as, as it relates to last year, I actually had Kansas last year. So I won. So my options were to take a guaranteed Series 2 or live a little and roll the dice and try and win a one-of-one. One. I elected to go for the one-of-one one because... In my mind, I can buy a series two. Really, anytime um, it is available on the secondary. There are many of them. I'm not suggesting they aren't special, but it's not often you you get a chance at a one of them. So, yeah, it, it was unfortunate to come up empty. All right, there wasn't risk Nick. moving on to that round, right? You were just passing up the right to get something that was currently 250 or 300 Tez for free. It was about 300 Tez at the oh. time and Tez was more expensive. So it was about like 800 bucks, something like that. Uh, it like, was, not it was to, not the downplay, but of like, course. yeah. I want to remind people it wasn't 90 cent Tez or whatever. The, the juice on the other end of it, if you're thinking about it for five minutes was worth the, what was it? A one in three chance. It was one in four because everyone could have done it, but three people, one person took the uh, the uh, series two, and then three of us were on the wheel, and your boy, Jacob Cohen, got it. So he's got an amazing piece there. Are you surprised that that piece didn't give him free admission this season? <laughs> I, I would have assumed some form of utility for it in this event. I think um, a one-on-one you know, is just imbued with enough value that maybe it doesn't need to have that i don't know yeah i think he he wins forever essentially is kind of that'd be it my answer something that specific to it though i mean like I, it, there's an argument to be made it's not 100 our art project so we don't get to make those decisions. not at all i just 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 tossing it out there i was surprised there wasn't something attached to it during believe me anytime painting comes up i'm like why is it my 21 seat. marlena getting a free fucking seat because like all right so the whole thing with the with the with the deals, right? Are like um so like last year we had again tokens with seeds and stuff like that on it. 
this season because their seed is stronger. You know, you increase your position for holding it. I'm surprised as the defending champ, but didn't get but a guaranteed did. one or something. But but he didn't hold it. He burned his one. He had to burn right, but but you have that champion token. I'm just saying, like right. that one of one. Right. I feel like I would have had as a de facto stand-in one seed, like the returning champ. Well, fair enough, and you could have done that. But I, sure, you, this just... this way is that anyone who claimed a prize is out. Um, and he claimed a prize, which was by far the best prize. So, I mean, to your point, I, I totally see your point about making him a you know, de facto champ. But uh, I guess he, he went with the consistency of, you know, if you burned your token, you got your prize. And whether it was a Cardinale for Kitsch or, you know, a, a one of one for, for Jacob, uh, you both did all right. Yeah, and how's Jacob's collection? Kansas again. You know, just one of the brackets. He's yeah. Kansas is the returning champ. Yeah, that could have been fun. You know, and then do that with the champion out of this year and stuff like that and have a couple mm -hmm. and you cycle it out after like the four year periods and stuff. It is you conceivable. Left college. Yeah. <laughs> it's conceivable though that no one no one would have went for the one of one last year and then the one of one wouldn't have existed. <clears throat> and yeah. if, if theoretically four people claimed the series too, then we don't even have that one of one. Um yeah. so. Yeah, how right. is there was there's lots of nuance there. How is Jacob's uh, collection today? Uh, participant. So if I was him, I think I would have had that one of one go on an auction block. And I would have or tried to set up a major trade to increase my holdings. Would you say that's a, a good strategy for someone who might only have a one of one? Importance of it compared to other pieces. Like we're good friends, right? Um, and I did ask him about the sale thing, but like it's finance isn't a super motivator there. Like, you know, he likes to have stuff that's valuable, but he also understands that it's an important piece in it. So it's not anything where he's motivated to move it. You know, if someone gave him a, a screw you, I need it offer. Sure. Maybe there's some juice there, but you know, auction wasn't going to be, you know, auction at the time. If you're saying like right when it happened with where Tez was at, you know, do we hit a couple thousand or something like that over time? Is that worth it? You know, he was he was in a position where that wasn't something that needed to happen for him. So he's good just being a part of the art project, having that piece of grail and stuff and continuing on like it. Um, but if you're someone who wants to play harder and not just, you know, hold a piece of art, do you think that someone could have traded him 20 base cards for that and increased his holdings? <clears throat> okay. So let's, let's get into that. Um, because that is that question. And like some of those talks in Miami were about like chasing older things or stuff like that, you know, and, and I don't know what that number is for Crouton, but he just touched on that. Those were things he could, he Crouton could have bought. Right. Like he could have bought 10 base cards. He could have bought 20. What's that value? Like, when are you trading this known thing for something that's never going to be the same equality? Like, even if Jacob hits extra wheel stuff down the road, none of those things are going to be something that's part of this. Like if we go through eight more madness together you know or something like that that first net cutting piece what is that when that's threes cutting the net part of the thing as a symbol 
even when 20 base cards are worth whatever which which do you want more there i think i'm thinking more of like the team aspect like i guess it all depends on like what is your you know goal here in the project right do you just want to collect or do you want to play on a team and contribute like i could see someone who's on the fence about joining a team going oh i just want an awesome one of one let me trade this into something that can expand my wallet and maybe land on a team um, and play that way. I guess it just all depends on how Jacob feels about how he wants to collect. And if it's all about the grail, he did a great job. And I think you sit on that piece and it's going to work out well for him either way. But I'm thinking of someone like Ordrex. If Ordrex wins this tournament, I could see him, you know, divulge, like diverting that winning into a big wallet win for him, you know? I just, man, I just think some of those things build up naturally anyway, and I don't think there's many opportunities to get something like this. Okay. That's, and I, I, don't, I don't think there's a right or a wrong choice. I will say that, Kitch, I think you nailed it exactly. Is what Reese has asked us for a long time is why are you here? You know, I think that your answer to that question would shape and dictate your response. What would I do? I mean, it doesn't really matter what I would do. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I had uh, a limited wallet that hit on a one of one or something like a trash bros, would I turn that into something that would help me participate and have more success on a daily basis? Probably because I like to participate in this. I like to be a part of it. Um, so I think probably that that would be something I would do, but that really speaks to why I'm here versus maybe why someone else is here. There's not a wrong or there's not a right or a wrong answer in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think it, I think maybe a little of it goes to like trying to level up your wallet too fast rather than letting the natural progression go. Cause like, yeah, cause you can just hop in season to season. Why do you work level out. up your wallet is like to get some of those rare things and get stuff that people can't get a hold of. And if you started with that, you know, and if you're not, in <laughs> that's hurry, a good point. It's like, like Krutas said, no wrong answer. It's like, to what are you going for? Like, yeah, if somebody was going to give me a complete set of subs or a complete set of axes, you know, or some, you know, I can't get the complete set of axes, you know, like no one's trading the Coke at your, you know, funeral, dad's funeral, whatever, like that, that shit's not moving for much, you know? So it would take certain mountains and stuff like that. If it was, and you know not to disparage any sort of something but if it was a random thing of some dupes and trips of stuff that just came out you know it wouldn't be as much of a motivation so it would depend on the contents but nobody ever approached him with stuff like that and like just throwing it on auction you know you're gonna you would have lost 25 percent of that you would have bought maybe a couple things that you know are definitely priced higher now but you still wouldn't have something that matches up i don't feel like with what the auction would have done at the time on tez and stuff i just i think your major persuasion there was the whole goal of this at the end of the day is to get those super rare cards so like if you're already there then maybe that's how you play you just sit rest your laurel laurels on that and continue to just build your wallet up naturally so yeah i think that's we can put a pin in that you know completely any answer is the right answer there but before we talk about the actual tokens, I did want to hear what you guys think about the young threesies that are coming out for this one. Are you trying to keep your event tokens? Like what, what's that strategy looking like? Yeah, that was a lot of ways of saying like, man, it's going to be fucking tough. 
Um, because like, okay, so three. <laughs> Do you guys have all the th- the young threesies at this point? I think only one person, yeah. maybe Al Doty, has all three. No, I yeah. played, I played the Super Bowl thing really stupid. Um, I didn't hedge my bets well. Uh, I've so, got all three. Huh? I've got all three for now. <laughs> um, this is where I talk about where threes says both things in the course of a six month or 12 month period. And you're like, come on, man. And it's the, you know, trading something, you know, for something you don't know or holding on for the next thing. And like, when we got to like, when we got to the cube redeems for like insert buys or something, he's like, you guys were trading these for an elephant or, you know, for a coder or something. It was like, yeah, because we knew what the thing was, you know, it was like, it's kind of how it works. And then he's like, why, why wouldn't you think through this? And then it comes up again, of course, in Maccabees. It's like, what can these be versus what they are? And personally, you know, obviously I'm in a spot where I have a certain level of coverage. I was trying to get one more trade done to where I had two of each color. Actually, I think I got it done. So but that's part of your strategy is to cast a wide net. Make sure you're on all the brackets. Way. Yeah. Right. And so obviously I'm going to want some of these young threesies. But these madness pieces don't typically move very often, other than right after last year's madness for a while. Uh, but, you know, everybody gets smarter and kind of realizes they want to hold stuff, right? I... <laughs> So what does that do to the addition sizes of the young threesies when everyone declines to burn for them? Uh, so what is our possible number coming out of this weekend? Has See, I'm not clear on any of that stuff, to be honest with you. So if Crouton's got it, I'd love to hear. The, the, the first round, there's 160 losers. So it is a max addition in size of 160. So there's one per loser available? Yes, there's no wheel for the first weekend. Everyone who wants, everyone who has a loser can elect to burn it for a young threesies oh, 04, or they cannot. If every loser did that, the addition would be 160. If no one does it, the addition is zero. What about the whole thing with like the lower seed winning? You get more chances. That just doesn't kick it until round two. Correct. Okay. So, oh. yeah, first round is very, very straightforward. It's do you have a loser? Yes or no? If yes, would you like to burn it for this young threesies? Um, it's a guarantee. You know, you don't necessarily know that you're going to hit as the addition sizes have. So there's 80 after the next round, 40 in the subsequent, etc. You're not guaranteed to hit on that. So, you know, you can sit here and say, well, you know, the addition size is theoretically 160. Um, and the next one is theoretically up to 80, but you're not assured to hit on it. And you also don't know what other people are going to do. So that I don't think there's a, there's a right or wrong choice. Again, like all things in threesomes, it's, you can do whatever you like. To Crouton's point, when he's saying like you might not get it in the second round, it's because depending on which seed lost, you get extra entries on that subsequent wheel. So it's not guaranteed by the time round two comes around. If you have, if it's an 80 edition possible and you have 15 draws because you were, 
New Mexico State A&M Community College or whatever, can you hit multiple times and burn once to get multiple young threesies? One. I don't believe. I don't believe so. Mm. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if it's you hit and they remove all instances. No, no, no. So when you hit, whether you accept it or not, that instance is removed. So let's say that you did have fifteen slots on the wheel and you did hit in the, on the addition of theoretically eighty. If you hit. Whether you accept or decline, you lose one of those slots on the wheel. So you'd be down to 14 in the next round, whether you accept it or whether you don't. Oh, so those entries stay alive for the subsequent rounds. I see. Even if you hit four or five times on the wheel and you decline to burn anything? Let's say you had 10 entries on the wheel and you hit twice. Whether you accept or decline, there will be eight in the next round there for you. Every time your name comes up, it comes off the wheel. And you can't get multiple additions for the single burn. That is not my understanding. Uh, I, I believe it is one hit, one burn. Yeah, that would affect my decision making. Uh, you know, the if we're going to be pundits on here and stuff like this, I'll go ahead and say, like, if I hit on this first one, I'd probably punt and hope that there's one I can pick up on secondary. So you don't need to hit. You're guaranteed on the first one. Is that what you mean? Or do you mean the 80? Sorry. Yeah, I guess I haven't seen if my people lost, but obviously at least one of my teams have lost. Right. Right. Um, You got a lot of tokens. I'm guessing you got a loser. I know I do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the other play here would be, you know, burn a couple so you have some trade chips as it goes along. At least you have your guarantee. Yeah, it is. This is theoretically, this is, could be up to an addition of 160 depending on what people do next one is up to 80 so and if we talk about that like what's a comparable one you know even let's say let's say 120 or 110 you know we're starting to talk parking lot attendant type numbers i guess that's in the 70s as an addition or we've we've chewed that up pretty good here over the past year um and i would say listening to you top guys talk about this anybody that's lower out there that's like oh I hit and now I want my young threesies. Know that you can go to these people who are not going to be burning their event tokens and say, what do you want to trade me for this young threesies? Because they're looking to buy them on secondary. They have base cards. They have things that you want. Turn that young threesies into something else. Yeah, yeah something I like to trade. I like to... Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. I, yeah, sure. I like to trade. Yeah. Get similar territory other than age is like Frozen and Molotov. You know, that puts it in a similar area if everything burned, but it's not. So, I mean, like you're talking about something coming out of this weekend, a guarantee that's a pretty valued piece. Yeah. Well, let's also talk about, let's say that you hit on the wheel in this, you know, you you passed on the first round, didn't want it for whatever reason. Let's say you hit in the second round and you decide you don't want that either. They hit in the third round and the fourth. Say so hit every round, doesn't matter. You can also choose to not do any of these. Let's talk about what we used madness for last year and how, you know, you may or may not. I don't know. It's tough, right? Yeah. The, all these, yeah, because all of these decisions what, have what done isn't guaranteed, right? Like, no doubt. But I just suggesting that this isn't over once the tournament is over. So, and just thinking about like, because he did do the 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 little seed of, 
you know, these teams will probably get stronger next year too, or whatever. Right. So how hard is it going to be to start getting teams next year? And is next year's prize better than this year's prize? Like, right. would you rather be on next year's bracket and keep kicking the can? Or do you right. want to keep the thing you know while it's here and available? Even last season, and again, doesn't mean it has to be that way this upcoming season, but last season, every single day, there was a spin on the wheel during the base drops for a hit and if person passed on it it rolled over the next day and you could theoretically be stacking multiple base cards if you hit on day four and the first three people passed we had it happen twice where people got five base cards each time they did that so a half chase for a madness token yeah and then so you know the full five base and then you earn the chase just by extension so two people nailed that last last season that, that'd be hard to turn down right i mean put yourself right in the game with uh, a full chase there um or a half chase i should say but there were nothing a couple other being a, a whole season there were three friends were used for something i can't remember they were burned for 014 yep and then uh black and white cubes were used multiple times right, yeah. they were used in the judy redemption they were also used for flames of the maccabees so you know in terms of do I want to burn for a young threesies? I think there are a lot of questions you need to ask yourself. And certainly I'm not suggesting that what happened last year is exactly what will happen this year. But one thing you certainly can take away is that they were used many instances and you were really tested. So the people that earned an automatic bid this year turned down a lot of things, whether that was hitting uh, during March Madness or potentially hitting during the season. If you had a three friend and you threw it to the flames to get a 14, I mean, that was a very hard, let's talk about, I mean, that was not easy. I, I burned a three friend for a 14. I had to, that was the only way I could get it done. I, I, wouldn't, have it. I wouldn't have, yeah. if I, I had no other way to get it done. But, but I was trying to set an example of, you know, sacrifice for the goal thing. And I was hmm. not feeling great about it. I <laughs> wanted to help my, I wanted to try and help my team win. Right, and right. I also wanted to do my do my own award chase for the season. So it I wasn't easy. One without doing it. But right. I was trying to show, you know, I went for the Push second. The team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely would not have done it if I wasn't an owner. If I was a player, I would have been like, cool, I did one. <laughs> right. And then, <laughs> yeah, it, 14 was really hard. You know, is that, that or an original 33 swipe? A ton of Valentines. The only guy, I believe, who could have done it without legwork was Raptro. He chose not to do it, as we know. That worked out nicely for him. Um, so yeah, I totally burned a three friend there. I absolutely burned one during Flames of the Maccabees. And I definitely burned some during the Judy Redemption. So yeah, the the black cubes, I actually would have had a couple more coming into this, but like it actually set me down a path. Um I I talked about I made that little like alluding to like some of these little deals I do that I wouldn't normally do and I don't exactly want to do. But like in Maccabees, I made like a conscious decision that anybody who burned the gilded, I wasn't going to let them miss this last step. And so like, you know, it wasn't a out of line trade, but I made a trade with J Train. I made uh, maybe one more, 
but like I went ahead and had like, all right, I've got a couple cubes, obviously doing one for me. I'm not going to just like dragon hoard them. Like I'll go ahead and play. And like, I wanted to come out of it still with one and I did not. Um, but I actually, it actually set me down this path to get coders completed. So it all worked out, but like, and that's where it comes down to the, what are you, what are you doing here? Why are you here? And that was um, my last black cube was for flames of the Maccabees to let me complete the whole thing. Ended up getting that nice one of 16 piece there. Um, yeah. And, and Luch, you used it right to double your Judy's right. Like it was like, that was worth to you. How many Judy's did it end up netting you for burning one? No, the, the cubes. Yeah. Didn't the cubes help with that? So the only reason I had cubes and if things had played out a little different that week, I might've had some more of them was with about 24 hours to go on that one-on-one redemption. There was the people could burn their cube to buy Judy's from me. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. offered half for free uh, and was able to soak up a couple cubes the way it turned out. This is stuff I've talked to with like, there was obviously some issues with object that week. It was a touchy week. I didn't want to overlay a mechanic and the lines weren't exactly open with threes for a few days. And when I explained to him what I was going to do with it, he was like, Oh, that's brilliant. Go ahead and do it. And I was like, cool. I think with two more days of that being out there, I think I could have pulled like 12 cubes or something. Like it was a pretty good offer. But... It was a great offer. And, you know, people talk about Ratro's uh, generosity, but that can't be overlooked. We appreciate that. Lucha. Um, is there anything you guys want to talk about before we start talking about the tokens themselves? Oh yeah. Okay. So let's do it. Uh, cause you know, we're an hour deep here, so might as well. <laughs> it's been a great conversation. I think, uh, first episode, you guys are killing it. I'm loving this. Hitch, it does seem like you were surprised by these tokens. Uh, Crouton, I know you're on the bat phone with threes a lot. Did you know anything about what was coming on these? No, I didn't. I had an interesting conversation with someone in my DMs about there was an optimism and perspective on the tournament that I didn't feel was probably accurate. They were saying, well, you know, it's really great that, you know, this tournament seems like a really big deal and it's, you know, the schools are involved and it's tied into the education system and boy, that's great. And I had a radically different take on that. Um, I mean, we can talk about it. It's talked about it in in the token description. And it's funny because I had a conversation with Threes a few days before he minted these. And uh, I was kind of just going off about, you know, the NCAA and my perceived, you know, my perception that it's really just modern day slavery until a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, we had a good conversation about that. So it was very interesting to me when he minted and married up the CCO stuff with the NCAA and I think the artistic statement that he's making there about, you know, drawing a, a, a very bold line between the two and saying, oh, are these really that different? Because I'm not so sure they are. And it's not a, a corollary I would have drawn, but, you know, in fairness, you know, I'm not an artist. I don't spend my day in life thinking about the ramifications of CCO and the the way that it was really forced down everyone's throats, you could say, for for a spell here. Not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So like I 
you know, all right. So when this Let's level set, what's on the tokens? Let's tell people what is actually on the tokens. So it's it's art that at whatever point was made CCO. And let's talk about the different ones that existed. And I can, I mean, I'm I'm on NFT Twitter a ton, and I can give the amount of backstory I know on this and we'll try. Um our black uh madness items for the season are nouns and our whites are the uh x copy uh pfp project what are they the grifters yep uh orange is taken from 6529's the memes collection purples are moonbirds which the art of moonbirds is cco the name moonbirds is not they held on to their naming uh, and then it's what afterburn from X copy. Pink, yep. So <clears throat> this is the Lucha two or three minute summation of the environment that kind of led to this and the the progress uh, the progression that I'm familiar with. There may be some factual anomalies within that DYOR, right? So nouns would be our first of these that were CCO. Um, there was this whole debate after apes came out for a little bit of who owns your copyright. Like the whole thing with apes when they released was like, we're not lawyers, but you own your IP. You've got your ape, do what you want with it. And then there's always the argument of like, well, these things are out there. I can do what I want with it anyway. I can right click save. I can do this. And it's like, yeah, but legally you can't sell it to blah, blah, blah. And you had the, the environment that made apes what they are. And I'm not going to get into it too long, but there was a certain new wave of collectors all in those, you know, first few months of 21. And from my, this is a completely my perspective thing. You start to look for who are the people that are here? Who do I listen to? Most of them had punk avatars. And most of them did a, some level of talking down to you or gatekeeping or trying to funnel you to whatever and telling you this is how it is. I'm your older brother, blah, blah, blah. Apes got popular enough. People could stand on their own, make their own decisions, blah, blah, blah. Other projects followed we're not going to jump into that too much, but one of the people out of that punk grouping was what's his freaking number? Was it like four, two, one, nine, the one that had the ape with the headband that had lots of fan art done to him. Beeple did a version, stuff like that. Um, Larva labs got kind of lawsuity um, in that fall. And he had a little hissy and sold off his punk and they started nouns. And maybe there's a little, like I said, there might be some little difference in how this came together. But their idea was like, we can't control these things. These things should be out there. Nouns are CCO. They had an interesting concept of how to pay for it. Is like every fifth or every tenth, they mint to themselves. And they get to sell that. There's like, they sell some that go to the treasury. And one goes to them. And then, you know, five for you, one for me, something like that. There's a mechanic within there. So they're getting paid. The art generates every day and makes a new one and, and blah, blah, blah. It's a, but they, but they try to sell it as this is the way, this is the only way you can do it is make it CCO and have the project pay for itself as it goes along. Don't worry about the other shit. Well, then at some point, 
you know, ex copies looking for his relevance again, blah, blah, blah. And he is, he was here from the beginning, whatever. And all of a sudden he's like, nah, screw it. This is cool. All my art CCO. Well, this is after he did his nifty drop where he made what? 20 million. You know, that was towards the tail end of the NFT bull. He'd already had other drops where he'd made plenty on royalties, plenty on stuff. He's fine. X copies. Okay. Somebody reuses his art. He'll be fine. He's been along enough. Like there's certain people that certain mechanics work for, and that's not the masses, right? 6529. It's another one of these ones named after his punk. He knows the way things exist, blah, blah, blah. Um, he was just part of this council to make the cyber bill of rights and stuff like that. And he's got this collection, the memes, and the idea behind it is you make your drop buyers pay for the art, and then the art belongs to the public. Some of that stuff is cool, right? Like, you know, having the idea that the person owning it knows that what they put into it helps it belong to the world, that's fine. But again, it starts to come into this, this is the way it should be, not this is the way we're doing it. Well, and all that X copy madness, and it was like all of a sudden this big, everything should be CCO, everything should be CCO. And Moonbirds just goes, hey, guys, we're CCO now. We're cool. And it was like right in the middle of this, like multiple pivots of like not paying attention to anything and just being like, shit, what's the trend this week? We're that. And like once you pop the cherry on CCO, that's not coming back. It's like the it same can't be undone. Yeah. It's like what happens with public domain and movies. Night of the Living Dead, they left one watermark off a title card and they didn't own their movie anymore. It was public domain because they didn't mark the the copyright thing on it or whatever the official term was. They had changed the title. They replaced four seconds of framing and lost the rights to their movie. You know, and Moonbirds, they did that unilateral decision. They didn't go, hey, holders, let's have a vote. They didn't say, hey, holders, we're going to make a second contract if you want yours to belong to the thing. They just said... We're doing this. And and, it, and so it was like the whim of the week. Yeah. It, yeah. And it just became this whole trend of like, well, if you're doing NFT art, you should make it public. And that was the pressure. And I know threes was not a fan. And like we had discussed some different ideas around CCO even back then. And so I, it was just, I think this was the perfect marrying of that idea, right? Is to, do this thing of you have talent we should be able to see it and you don't deserve anything for it right like that's kind of that shorter version of how this the marrying of it the, his original idea that he kind of had for it um and it's not mine to give up wasn't as good as this this is in my opinion a perfect parallel to it and it would be hilarious if anybody that owns any of these ever came by and said the fuck are you doing here? Because like, this is what they said to do a CCO art. It gets your holding is more powerful if someone uses it as a meme. Your holding is more powerful if there's derivatives. Your holding is better and stronger if you do blah blah blah. And I'm not gonna lie, there's a couple of these that I wanted the original art, and I wouldn't mind having the uh, threes painted over version. Like it's kind of funny the psychological version here, but that's all just like the kind of build up to that CCO summer. 
you know, where a couple projects were trying to not nah, CCO, no royalties. And, you know, it was the middle of a very depressing bear where we just came off high highs and people were looking for whatever to feel alive and trade for free over that summer. And it just, it wasn't how you set up your next five years of self-sustainability or something. I don't know. That was my take on it. It's a great summary. And I think you're spot on when saying that the parallels drawn between, you know, basically forcing all artists to do CCO because it worked out for very successful artists. And they're okay at this point where the NCAA is just bending talented young boys over and not really paying them any money to young should say young men. You're right. You're right. But Crouton, how do you see that parallel working out? I think it's a really interesting corollary. Um, CCO let's uh, let me back up and say what it is for people who may not know what it is. It's, Basically, an artist is waiving all of their claims to future commercial rights on that art itself. So it's a big decision. And basically, it means they can't make any more money off of it. It's now public domain. So like Luch said, that works out really well if you're one of a handful of people in this space who have more money than they could possibly know what to do with it. And there was a lot of virtue signaling and essentially saying, well, this is the only way, exactly like Luch said, where if you're not going to do, if you're not going to waive your rights, then you're really not even a part of what we're doing here. And it was awfully unfair, awfully unrealistic, and awfully unreasonable to expect the other 99.5% of people to say, I'm just going to make art and release all my future claims on that. That's just not not practical um, for so many. And, you know, drawing the, the corollary to the NCAA where, boy, I got a great idea. Let's force them to play college basketball for one year. They can't even go straight to the pros. So that's fantastic for us. And, oh, wait a minute. We can't pay you. That would be, we'd, we'd be changing. We got to do it for love of the game here. And meanwhile, our coaches are going to make millions of dollars. The administrators are going to make millions of dollars. And you're not even allowed to make money in your signature at the time. Like you couldn't right, even right. autograph signing. Right. And, you know, the conferences and TV deals, these are billions and billions of dollars. Now I'm going to get into ticket sales and merchandise and, you know, increased number of applications when schools win national championships. It's a lot more, it's a lot more desirable to go to the University of Alabama now that they're really good at football than it was when they weren't so great. So everybody wins except the athletes. And I think that's exactly what Therese is trying to say with, with this, this uh, mechanic and this, this marrying of the two. The way we did with the Super Bowl, where we married toxic masculinity with toxic femininity. And, you know, him following that up weeks later with this, I think it's a really, really interesting set of artistic, you know, commentary for him to kind of put down here. I think I haven't really seen anyone discuss it or address it. I'm not sure that people are reading the descriptions or thinking about maybe how, what is it that he's trying to say? I think that's something we should, I'd love to see more discussion about that in the grotto or the bleachers. What about you guys? I mean, I would love to see people debate this stuff. I mean, it's maybe you have a different opinion. Maybe you think that college athletes shouldn't be paid. Maybe you think that all NFT artists should, you know, waive all of their rights. And if you do, then, well, I'd love to hear it. You know, let's discuss that in the bleachers. Let's discuss that in the grotto or, or in DMs. I don't care. Um, I, I think it's really interesting 
to discuss things like this because this is actually the art project, right? I mean, that's what I was going to say that it would help flush out the entire art project if there was more discussion about the actual art that does get produced here. Yeah, and a final thing I'll say is, you know, not only with these student athletes, you know, for the people who aren't necessarily familiar or maybe aren't even from the United States and don't understand how it works here, you know, NCAA and college athlete, college athletics are billions and billions of dollars. And until two years ago, not only were they not allowed to make money, they would be punished. They weren't allowed to play if it was found out that they did receive money and they were forced to play. And any number of them probably wound up with injuries or maybe weren't acting up like at special dinners. Like if you got like a second plate of pasta that was past the dollar amount that they were supposed to be allocated you know, for an event or something. And you couldn't go for like seconds on the food, like, because there would be a violation possibility there and stuff like that. It was that insane. Or your mom and dad can't make it to the game to watch you play. And, you know, if someone tries to pay to get them there, then boom, uh, you're out, you know? Yep, not, not allowed. Can't have that. The mom and dad channel for money was always a thing. So, I mean, like, I, I get how they got, but like. But it was always happening. All these guys were getting paid. Let's be clear. Before the NIL deals, these guys were getting paid. It just wasn't allowed and it wasn't public knowledge and they would not get caught, but it was still happening. And when they would get caught, quick hook and you're gone. Yeah. Who gets in actual trouble there? You know, your own streams, you can sell your signature, you can do stuff like this. Obviously, there's going to be people it doesn't benefit just like, you know, but like you need to have that option. Like anybody can go mint on OpenSea, right? Not everybody's going to buy it. Like that's that NIL thing, but like it was this, you know, the same argument from the CCO people were the thing where they'd be like, well, we need to get rid of royalties. Like projects should just hold a thousand back of their token and sell them. One, they're only talking about PFP projects at that point. And two, they're talking about projects that had been around at that point for a year and a half or almost two years and don't have that option, you know, and built it on this system that existed. And we all kind of like said, yeah, the system makes sense. We kind of like it. You know, people help you make money. They should probably get their cut, you know, but like they would have this one view of how it should be. And it's always just goes back to like, do it how punks did it. Like, it's the most boring conversation ever. It's like one time in 2017, the people that did it there did it perfect and nothing should ever change. Like your head is so far up your ass at that point. Like to not think that like, or to think that we should just like uproot the system that was actually empowering artists to do it just like punks did it, you know, and everything's a PFP project, you know, versus artists actually doing their stuff that should get compensated if they pop two years later, you know, because it, it just, it's the way it should be. And we have the chance to all like sign that social agreement on it. Even if code isn't law in this place, there's always this like, back and forth of code is law except for this point where it isn't you know it just i don't know i i i almost think like i haven't discussed it in the bleachers or grotto because it just made perfect sense to me and i was good like there was no discussion to have in my head i was like yep oh, understand. You know, like, and i was it, i wasn't speaking to you but I, no, I, I know I but like i i just mean it like hit so perfect like there wasn't oh, even, yeah. it, it just no no i i have seen i've seen more than a handful of people though remark about how these look sick sick af as we would like to say and you know 
I've got to take a moment here to ask, aren't you just kind of complimenting a moonbird? Or aren't you saying, boy, that X copy is sick, or that 6529 meme is fire? Because that is what he did. He took their art, and then his art is actually the commentary he's making on it. He put the three, you know, he made it, he incorporated that into his art project. That's the art. Let's not talk about how the tokens look sick, in my opinion. But, you know, again, I'm only me. I do yeah, want to description sick and animation on the afterburn. Like the, the, the 333 CCO coming out of the eyes is. Sick. I'll give you that one. I'll that give you that one. And Wom we got to plug Wombat there. She did an amazing job with that. Um, but yeah, complimenting the, the purple moonbirds. I mean, I don't know what. What are we doing here, guys? You're basically saying you think that's a really sick moonbird. And I wanna I wanna get these in front of the moonbird community though and be like, guys, we have a bracket that's like ranking your your things, and they'll be like, What you have the fucking red skeleton squiggle as a 14? What are you doing? And just like see them just not get it. It's just actually that's it. a great campaign if anyone out there wants to just start tweeting these these tokens at the project that they're kind of poking fun at. You just know, see I, if anybody takes a bait. Making the bracket of actually having these on the bracket and running them from the Grotto account, you know, Queen, uh, could be a decent thing, you know. And every yeah, where it's like Crouton versus JSON, but actually shows the tokens next to each other, like battling it out. I like. I that. think you leave the collector out of it, but just like the actual like ranked of the of the things and see how like the it plays out on the votes versus how the actual tourney plays. I love that. Um, that could be, be a lot of fun. I like that. But, uh, so, but again, I'm not going to lie. There's a couple 6529 memes that I like that I wouldn't have minded if I would have hit the token for it. And I know that's stupid. That's what I want to talk about. It's like that psychological, like, you know, this doesn't make sense. Well, no, no, I'm not saying it's, it's I'm not saying people shouldn't. I, I'm not saying they can't enjoy the art, but I think to but what does it say? <laughs> compliment threes on these tokens looking fire is your boy you've missed the mark i mean those yeah those orange splotches where he put the s and the two yeah it's <laughs> it's incredible i actually i really hated the art on this uh grifter before but these three circles have elevated it to a entirely new level for me and i'm just all in on it now so i mean maybe if that's what you're saying i don't know kids what do you think you think that's what those three dots are really taking it to a new level <laughs> take for them people? to the next level man i <laughs> I was I actually you're... all the way out on these grifters, but when I saw those three dots, I fell in love with it. And I think, I mean, it's really changed my perspective on the whole thing. I think you make a good point where it is more about the commentary, but uh, to Lucha's point, Cornholio wanting like the Nakamoto, like just makes sense. Like if it's something that resonates that. with you. Yeah. That, but... one's, that one's deeply specific to him. I agree. Right. But... And I wouldn't say, yeah, they're not sick as fuck. They are what they are. It's the commentary that makes them a great addition to this art project. Absolutely. Well, and that's, well, you know, we've talked, oh, not you and I, but on on the Die With The Most Threes pod that I did with him, we discussed what art is, and it can be so many things, right? And I would, I would caution and encourage everyone to think a little bit more deeply, read the descriptions, ask yourself, what is it he's trying to accomplish? Complimenting a moonbird is maybe maybe that's not. That's all you're doing. If you're complimenting but, a moonbird, that's all you've done is complimenting. Well, them. I mean, and that's great. You can love moonbirds, and I think that's fantastic. And then you should check out their Twitter and their Discord. You could go check those communities out. They're fantastic, and I I think you'll really enjoy it. But 
to, to compliment Threes, the artist, and tag him and be like, hey, these, these look absolutely incredible. Again, the pink I'll give you because, you know, he and Wombat actually did did add that something to that. But I'm not so sure that we need to praise that. But, you know, thinking about what art is and having that discussion in the grotto, thinking about what he's trying to accomplish. Well, I'd love to see more discussion about that. And I'd love to have it, you know, with, with yeah. anyone who wants to, because wants to, I think a lot of times we lose sight of just what it is that he's trying to accomplish, what he's trying to communicate, what he's trying to say with his stuff. And sure, we can all appreciate the paintings and everything else that he puts together, but I think we do ourselves a disservice if we don't try to think about it more deeply and explore it together. I don't have all the answers. Kids, you don't have all the answers and neither does Luch, but boy, it would be fun to bat those ideas around yeah, we could stumble upon something that we all miss completely. Yeah, and he'll laugh. Like, and exactly. He'll laugh and they'll be like, you, you dummies. You know, that's <laughs> and that's half the fun. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So there's there's all sorts of uh, stuff there that I think I'd love to see. So, so to put a bow on that, let's talk about art more in the bleachers. We'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, To wrap this up, because I don't want us to go too long, Let's just get some quick thoughts on wagers and buzzer beaters for this week. Like, how are you playing those two mini games, as I like to call them? Sure. So uh, as it relates to buzzer beaters, I'd like to participate in the art project. So <laughs> Yeah, so just participate. That's all you got to do. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Who eats their own? But, you know, maybe you'll win some inserts. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll have some fun. Maybe it's not about sports. I don't know. Those go to the vault, right? Um, I believe, I believe so. Is that right, Luch? Do you know? Well, we're doing um, buzzer beaters. I just wandered back in. Uh, that was one of those ones I was hoping uh, Crouton would fill in the parts I missed. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, we were just talking about buzzer it's beaters. Been a week where I've like, been on um... a lot of ca calls. Like I've missed like kind of the last two weeks during most of the sessions. Yeah, I'm not sure what happens with those. I would assume vault. I, yeah, but it's I, I safe think, to assume that participation is key and just do it if you've got the inserts. Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably pretty prudent, but, you know. Seeing the scale go up today is a little reminiscent of World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, what could, if there's a participant token you will. and you're left out? Could, could be something there. Could not. Who knows? But, uh, and then as it relates to the... Uh, the wagers i didn't i didn't make any uh any wagers how about you guys it's not my forte i went ahead and did yesterday and today um you hit i don't no fuck no <laughs> um, i missed on a three-way parlay i dropped it down to just two teams today and we'll we'll keep going down until <laughs> i get something i don't love it exactly but i'm playing along for now um, yeah I've been adding up the odds in my betting app, like together yeah. as a parlay, to see if it's plus five hundred or less. The first uh -huh. one I did was like plus six hundred, and I was like, "Fuck, I should get six oranges for this one." So I, <laughs> that's how I'm kind of doing it, is to see if it works out to like a one to five for the three way parlay. Mm -hmm. um, just checking the odds to see if they match yeah. up. There you go. Yeah, I think uh, I think Raptor is doing pretty well. The house is doing quite well after day one. And I know that a, a portion of those do go to the vault. So yes. You're exactly. only contributing to uh, all of all of these participants, um, you know, value in the future because those will 
get redistributed during a vault event at some point. Um, we haven't had one in a long time, and those are super fun. And Ratro thanks you for your participation in his wagering as well. <laughs> his art project. In his art, his, his own individual art project. I like it when we activate our Vegas resource. <laughs> He's the best. What can we say? This is my lane. That's right. Um, any closing thoughts on this first episode of the second season? Uh, sorry if we chewed too much at the start. <laughs> We're getting uh, our footing. We're trying to figure out the format. Auctions, man. Um, yeah, the auctions were fun as shit. Did you think they were going that high? Uh, I would have. Okay, I'm a little proud of myself. We talked about the sick AF <laughs> nature of the memes. I 100% knew Cornholio was going to go really hard on the one. And it's, it's so funny that it's like, I, I see it as like marrying two things you love, you know, fully knowing it's the CCO thing and another orange or a better seed would be better. But like that freedom to transact a Nakamoto for Cornholio with his background that he's talked yeah. about and a threesomes piece with utility and blah, blah, blah. Like it was just, too juicy to like pass up for him and so when i looked at that row of bids and saw where he was at i was like i like that piece too but there's just no effing way i'm gonna beat him um also how great is it that the wheel hit that card that um, was not that was not preordained that just happened that's the madness i love it that is the madness isn't it isn't that i was surprised i thought those went those went for some hefty amounts it was it was really cool to see I like that that the way that he introduced that. I thought it was really probably illuminating for people to see just how much people value those. Compared to last year where, you know, you and <laughs> FOMO were able to probably snipe more than one or two. I know FOMO has No, it was really retro and FOMO. I was actually was uh, FOMO? Yeah, they they cleaned up on those. Were they getting them for like 50? Less. <laughs> I know Rat got Rat got some three friends, but like sub 15 or 20 oh my god and now we're saying these auctions have kind of set the bar the floor on these at high 400s high, uh, like high 500 on some of well, them. imagine what a three friend would be now that's auction last year i mean obviously tez was worth more but it still could have pulled at least three or four which would have been you know a, a hefty amount at the time i think up front yeah. um i do like it from the the like what he said was like establishing the value on what they were. I did think they came in a little higher than I guessed. I had it pegged 350 low to about 450. Um, and they all trended a little above that. But yeah. I, I definitely called my the shot on the one. And I also like that I uh benefited from the uh the same auction strategy as the threesies, and that was like get closed out first. Yeah, you got a nice little deal there. Uh, yeah. Comparatively. Well, if you compare like seed and price, I yeah, I I I I heisted. I, I saw where Steve had like four across the line. And I like I was like, well, I want the better seed one, you know. And I was a, so I like bid on that one and I I got it above the other floors. So you play that little game of like, well, if this closes before those do, I'll just get something else, else. Then it starts to flow around. And so I got a little lucky there. But no, I, I liked it. And 
you know, he won't, he won't, it, it, it's like that thing we talked about, like, right with the, um, the PFP projects where they kind of reserve, you know, something for the art, artist or whatever. I like the auction from the sense of, you know, he said it was for the established value. I also like it for, you know, creating an incentive for him to do things like this, right? Like, right. Um, we have to pay the man some money at some point. He just works tirelessly around the clock for us. So I it think it's nice it, to get him like what, 5,000 Tez or something? Yeah. I think it accomplished several good things for the project. Yeah. I liked how they went. Sorry about that. Sorry. I agree. The uh, final thing before we leave, we got to ask. You know, are high seeds bad? <laughs> Saw a lot of that this week. I think it goes back to it's a win-win situation all around. Whatever you get ends up being good, especially like me. I only have two. I'm not planning on burning them. Don't really care what seed I get, to be honest with you. I'm just going to ride them out. Yeah. What do you think, Lift? On what? Sorry. Are high seeds bad? I saw a lot of people saying, oh, shucks. Oh, God, no. I got a 14. No, I want both. I want I want high and I want low. I again, my my strategy when you come down to the end of it is always spread, right? It's darts on the board. Um, it's, yeah, I find I find that you know he likes to challenge assumptions, and you know the way he's constructed this is very well, very well conceived. In that, you know, if you if you pulled a, a sixteen seed, you're absolutely in all likelihood gonna lose that in the in, in the first round. But now you got 15 slots on the wheel. Whereas if you had a what like a, a nine seed and you lost to an eight, one. Look, so look what he did with last year with the black and the white cubes. Right. High seed was good. Then we come back to this madness. Low seed was good because it got right. you seated lower. You know right. right. Just, so, so what Luch is talking about is during the, the Judy redemption. You were able to claim as many hundreds of inserts as you had on your seed. So if it was five and below, there was all five hundred. Um, but if you had a sixteen seed, you could theoretically claim sixteen hundred of those. Um, so is a hide seed bad? Well, depends. You gotta and, find out. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it depends. So you know, to all of you who. Uh, I saw lamenting. This is one of those things like yeah. if you're looking at your number on it, you've missed the thing. Re re-listen to the episodes, get in someone's DMs. You want the pieces. Everything's in play. Everything has value. But with that being said, though, whoever's got Princeton out there as a 15 oh, seed moving on, if they were to lose in the next round, you're looking at 30 entries, right? I'm pretty sure. No. 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 No, it would be the delta between the two seeds. So so he, they're playing what now? They played so, a two in the first round, so now they'll likely play seven. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually, interestingly, if they lose in this round, I think you'd actually have, you know, it does multiply by two, but I think it kind of turns into a six of one half dozen of another, uh, or it could actually be disadvantaged marginally. But, but you would have the opportunity participating. So, you know, perhaps that's, an advantage or perhaps it's not we'll find out so i think the theme of this episode is everything's a winner play it however everybody, you want everybody you here right now you're a winner yeah. that's right if you are in the grotto and yeah you're able to buy from primary and if you hit on the wheel for madness you're a winner whether you had a 16 or a one 
now there will be varying degrees of winners at various times, but everybody's a winner. Um, so congratulations. We'll end it right there. Appreciate it guys. I'll, uh, talk to you this week. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye.